The problem with some catchments is they suddenly have too little water. Others, they have too much. And sometimes the reason why the catchment's in trouble is that everybody wants to live there. Uh, I think basically the developers have got greedier. The locals have been forced out and um, we want to stay here. It's a beautiful place to live. But because the cost of living, if you own a shop, it's just practically impossible to survive with the rents. In fact, you did own a business in the main drag. You got out three years ago. How come? The owner of the business, and he was going to ask for another 30000 every year if we wanted to re- renew our lease on top of the rent. And how much was the rent? Um, between twelve and 1500 a week. But surely with Byron being such a, a popular hotspot, like there are in many other coastal areas around the country... You could make that money, couldn't you? No, no. Firstly, locals don't have money to spend. The locals here really struggle, you know. It's completely rely on tourism. And if you look at any of the clothing shops, it's all, everything's on sale. There's just, just no income. People have to pay so much to stay here so they don't have a lot of money to spend anyway. What happened was a lot of locals got forced out, sort of a lot of new people came in, like more Sydney people. I'm not saying anything about Sydney people, but just people with thinking they could do better and... Uh, got really competitive. People tried to sort of take your brands, cut your throat, and we didn't want to live like that. Part of the attraction of this part of the coastline is the natural environment. Is that still being honoured, do you think, in 2008? It is by the locals. A lot of tourists that come here, they don't really see the real Byron. So what makes a real community? And how does that community react when a state government offers to buy their land so they can flood it for a dam? I think the main effect that this has had is on families in the area. It's just been one omnipresent pressure, and it's not like for a month or two months or a year. It's now been more than two years, and it's the main thing that holds a family together is the place they live. And things like Kandanga Township and the long-term viability of their small school, you know. It was 60 students, I think it got down to 39, and... Probably if that was some other school, it would probably be closed and it's been you know, artificially floated by the government at this stage. So assume the worst in our mind that the dam goes ahead. How do we rebuild that community? And, and uh, leasing and renting is completely different. You, there's the, the care for you know, weed control, for example, um, is not the same when you don't own the property. And then rather than the prospect of too much water driving people away, there's the lack of it. Yeah, we would like to think we're going to balance it out at the end of the day. I hope so, because if we don't, you know, we're probably gone. And and it, and it's still. Are you serious when you say you're probably gone? Well, yeah. I mean, how can you sustain making losses? You know, and and we're on zero allocation now. We're running on carryover stuff that we pinched and scraped from last year, and that's what we got at the moment. And we don't know what we're going to get. They're not even giving us any indication whether we're going to get 20%, 30% or 40%. And in other places, it's not just the lack of water, it's the quality of what's left. Yes, yes, there's uh, people are moving out. We've lost many dairies around this area. There used to be over 30 dairies around here. Now there's three, simply because they can't get good quality water. You're the mayor, got any ideas? Yes, we have. With the last COAG meeting, the government's agreed to give us or give this area a heap of money uh, to build a pipeline 
from Meningi to Narang and from Talon Bend down to connect to that pipeline and that will give the farmers in the area good clean water but it also may open the area up to uh, perhaps lifestyle farming rather than broad acre farming. I think there could be a big opportunity for that down here. Even in Mildura now we're starting to see a decline in white goods sales and the car sales and the yeah, there's more horticultural properties on the market. There's just a huge number in the last month, and that's going to have an impact. The housing boom has slowed down. It's gone. You know, we've got builders now that have got nowhere. They're going off into the mines or finding somewhere else. So the heat's gone out of it. It's really put the skids under this region. You've heard the story. Now play the game. Here's Tim Stubbs. Sometimes you're just not going to have enough water and the game has an option for water restrictions. Be smart about when you use them and try to think ahead and imagine what you might need to keep your crops and your community going and put the restrictions in place while you've still got time. It's a tough call, but it's a call we have to make in the real world time and time again. Your land, your water, your choice. Catchmentdetox.net.au